Welcome to Sports Talk with Kifue, and I'm your host, Kifue Njabuloga Mahlangu. Now today, I'm today I'm joined by one of our country's the country's best uh, goalkeepers, but I feel like he hasn't had the chance to actually, um, you know, get some a lot of games under him. I think he'll be one of the great goalkeepers, but we'll see. Now let's talk to the man. He's played for Chiefs. He's played for Sundowns. He's still playing for Mamelodi Sundowns, and he's played for Super Sport United, and he's even played overseas. So, welcome, uh, Mr. Riyad Peters. How are you? How are you, my brother? Thanks for having me. I'm I'm truly grateful and blessed to be part of the show. I have your YouTube channel. Very excited. Um, so let's go. Yes. Okay. So uh, please tell us. Uh, okay. So. Uh, Growing up, how was, uh, where did you grow up and how was life growing up for you? Um, I grew up uh, south of Johannesburg in an area called Ennerdale. Um, life was obviously, wasn't, now I won't say it was difficult, you know, obviously my parents done what they needed to do in terms of work, you know. We were fortunate enough, both my parents were working, looked after us, um, you know, gave us every possible opportunity that we could have, myself, my sister and my brother, you know. So that was, it was, it was an important lesson for us, you know, growing up, not having everything that we wanted, um, but we had everything that we needed, which was the most important thing for us. And, you know, it's, it's been a tough journey, um, especially with what's going on now in the world, you know, but we have to keep working hard, keep striving to be to be better each and every day. You know, this this virus or this pandemic has given us time of self-reflection. You know, obviously the lockdown when we had spent time at home, it, it was good in a way. You know, obviously it was it was difficult for some people. For me, you know, I felt like oh, this just came at the right time for me in my life. Um, of course. With it being difficult, like I had to self-introspect um, on my life, my career, how things have gone, what I was doing wrong, where I can improve on. So, yeah, man, that's it's been an interesting few years or couple of years, especially being in the in the 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 football fraternity. It's been it's been an interesting one, a lot of lessons to be learned in it as well. Um, but yeah, enjoying each and every moment, step in my career, in my life, um, being a dad, you know, getting married soon. So it's been it's been an interesting journey. So very happy for that as well. Um, so what are the things that you felt uh, that you had to improve on? Let's say in your game or in life, what uh, what are the few mistakes that you felt that you had to correct? through that self-introspection where you're like, nah, maybe I'd have to improve this on my goalkeeping or do this. And maybe in life, what are the few things that you've had to change? Let's say in your personality, maybe you always got angry and you started finding a way on, of how to deal with that anger or you, um, yeah, anything of that sort. Okay. So personally for me, I felt like I needed to stop being a, I wouldn't say yes, man, but just, you know, I, I felt like I just needed to learn to say no a lot more. Um, you know, I, I always, like when someone comes up with ideas, I'm just, yes, yes, yes. I like that idea, you know. Um, and not really looking much into it. Business, um, obviously looking to, to for life after football as well. So looking at things on, in how, how one can make money, how one can sustain um, everything that's that's been made possible, you know, now. So I needed to look at, obviously, goalkeeping, where, where I was lacking. I thought, you know, I need to lose some weight. So I went on a diet, um, felt like I was a bit heavy, so needed to lose a lot of weight. Not a lot of weight. I was 95. I dropped down to 90, so that helped a lot agility-wise, you know. Um, so running, of course. Um, so those are the things that I felt like I needed to to change. Um, getting, I watched a lot of motivational videos. I watched a lot of 
goalkeeping videos, you know, to try and stimulate my mind, to keep me going, to keep me focused on where I want to be, where I want to go, you know, in terms of improving every every aspect of my game, you know, because every day is a learning lesson and a learning day. We always learn and improve and try and grow, you know. That's the aim of life. That's what we need to aim to do and become, you know, to, to become better people, to become, me personally, a better father, a better uh, fiancé to my, to my fiancé. So, you know, it's all of these things that we need, we need to look at and see how we can improve and grow. And for me, that was the, <clears throat> the, the interesting things that I found out about myself is that I needed to look at and I need to look at things and how I can do things better, how I can be more assertive in life on and off the field, you know. Um, so those are all the things that for me has helped me improve, grow, and of course, I'm not where I want to be, um, mm -hmm. but it's small steps um, that help you get into the right direction, you know, stop procrastinating. You say, um, I say sometimes, okay, I'll jump now at 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock comes, I'm like, ah, okay, wait, I'll push it down, you know, maybe 12 o'clock. So just, I think it's normal, you know, but to, to avoid all of that, like, starting to practice what you preach saying okay 10 o'clock 10 o'clock is 10 o'clock you know so mm -hmm. so yeah those are all the um the things that i've had to work on um trying to make my mind stronger you know because it's difficult to mm. to give it's uh, it's much more easier rather to give up than to keep going especially when things are not really going mm. the way you'd want them to so the mind is the most powerful thing as well so to to try and convince your mind or to try and think positive thoughts when things are not going the way you'd want them to is difficult but working on that is that's a, a powerful skill to have yeah so learned discipline how to and saying no and a lot of people don't understand that learning how to say no is actually it's it's the first form a lot of people say it's the first form of self-love. So at least now you're starting to get to, um, starting to take those steps. So especially with soccer players, and you raised another point where um, you spoke about how you guys deal with uh, you having, uh, how you gonna start dealing with money and start thinking about the future. And that, that's very important, especially in South Africa, where we have a lot of footballers that run out of money. And I was speaking to Ethan Brooks the other, what, last week. And I asked him what, what kind of things does he have in place in terms of investments. And he said he has already, ha he has some, a few people around him and they're starting to help him with investments and, and whatnot. So is that the same for you right now at the moment? Definitely. Like you, I as as a as a professional athlete you your career is very short so short uh i say short uh, plus minus 15 to 20 years depends on how you look after your body yeah. you know um so with a goalkeeper fortunately we go a little bit longer yeah. but that doesn't obviously you need to prepare for life after football so it's it's important investments um like I say, businesses where you something that you enjoy, something that you think or you're passionate about. Um, so those are the other avenues that I'm looking to go into. Um, obviously, it's 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 not always the easiest because mm. you know people always understand that okay, this is a footballer doesn't read contracts, doesn't mm. know much about the industry. So you get you get side sidelined or sidetracked by all of these these things that you don't really pay attention to so it's good to have a team um who help you you know to focus on certain aspects um so yeah so it's very important i feel you know you you don't want to be another statistical number that after football you this person is is broke or dies broke you know it's it's so sad to see that you've had so many talented players in this country that have um, gone gone broke or died broke, which is really like it's it's a scary number and it's scary to see. 
Um, but yeah, we need to look for ways in which we can always make money after, during uh, football, you know, which is the most important thing. Of course, we're not earning the money that that the Premier League and La Liga is earning. Well, that would be lovely, but we need to look for avenues in which we can make money after football. And I always say, like, if you can find something that you're passionate about, then by all means, like, do it, go for it, because it's going to be something that you enjoy when you're not playing anymore. Obviously, this is what we love to do and we're getting paid to do it. So um, what what next? What's the next avenue or journey you, you're going to embark on? That's very, very interesting that uh, a lot of the things that you spoke about actually hit home because with La Liga and with the Premier League, they earn so much more. Although you guys are, I think you guys are right up there in Africa in terms of being paid, but... Yeah, it's not it's it's not the same. <laughs> nah, you can't compare it. You can't look. I mean, if you if you seen what Sergio Aguero did when he left Man City, I mean, he gave each and every one of the the staff basically um, a watch, engraved watch, and then raffled off his Range Rover. So I mean, when you when you can do that, then you know you're balling. You know what I mean? So so yeah. No, it's but it's good to see. It's obviously we all aspire to be mm. like that to earn that money. You know, it's nothing's impossible. I always say that nothing's impossible. Anything is possible if you work hard and and if you if you can dream big, why not? You know, mm. uh, hard work also goes with um, uh, dreaming big. A lot of people don't. Sometimes a lot of people don't get that that you have to work hard in order. You dream big, but you also have to put in the hard work in order to get to wherever you need to get. And obviously, you need a bit of luck along the way. 100%. You know, there's some people that say there's no such thing as luck. I don't believe that. Like, you do need a little bit of luck in in your journey. I always say, like, it's it's sometimes, obviously, hard work plays a, the biggest role in all of that. You know, hard work beats talent, you know. But I always say, like, you know, sometimes some things just hopefully you hope that things just go your way. But that's also having a level of faith, believing that things will turn will turn around and go in favor of you. So it all it all comes in handy. I mean, when you work hard, trust me, the luck automatically follows you. Mm. And it's so crazy. But I imagine if you didn't work hard, like you, mm. the luck wouldn't really be there. You know what I mean? So, and uh, right now you've just spoken about um, okay, now you have a, I don't know, you have a child now, and then now you have a fiance as well. So, how did that actually change your way of thinking or your life? Because uh, a lot of you guys, especially as soccer players, uh, you guys have a lot of groupies. So, how did you deal with the groupies and how did you know that she was the one that you would want to marry? Um, firstly, it changed my life, like, because obviously, before being a dad, before finding my <clears throat> my fiance. Mm. of course like you you're selfish you just think about yourself when you go shopping when you buying anything you're just thinking about yourself whereas now you can't do that you're thinking more about okay is this gonna benefit the family is this what we need do we need this or is this just a want um you need to look at things like that um and of course like it's 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 crazy how your mind automatically changes because you have to fend you are the breadwinner so you have to basically make sure that okay things are getting done um and also how did i know that this was the right person um you never know like i i always say like you never know until you know basically it's it's weird but i just felt like i needed someone who brought stability in my life who, who brought a vision, who knew what she wanted to do, you know. So mm. I, I found an amazing lady, you know, um, who I'm truly blessed to have. You know, she makes me truly happy. Um, she's not the mother of my child, but she, I mean, she treats my kid like 
it's our own, you know, and and to have someone in your corner like that, then then you're winning, you know. And I, I'm so blessed to have someone like that who really cares for me, who looks after our household, you know, runs the household. So very fortunate and blessed to have someone like that in my life. And okay, yeah, this is hey, this. I actually wanted to ask you other questions, but as you kept on going on, I was like, hey, you're dropping some knowledge, <laughs> and especially <laughs> now, I, I usually ask these questions, especially for let's say a young footballer watching or another athlete or whatever, so that they can actually learn because you guys already for are sure. going you're going through certain things and they also have to um, learn. It's better to learn from someone else's mistakes than to actually make your own and learn from those. 100%. I agree with you. I agree with you. And a lot of, especially in the, in the professional industry, a lot of people doesn't, irrespective of the sport that you're in, you know, um, I always say that we all go through similar journeys, you know, where the things are not going your way out of form, things are not really happening for you so it's 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 important to share your story i mean someone might be going through the same the same difficulties or trying times or happiness joyfulness you know and you can share that moment and they can they can feel of how you were you were feeling or what you were going through and many people us going through similar journeys. I mean, I spoke to to Kermit Erasmus um, just before the season closed, and it was so crazy that when he was in France, he was going through the same things that I've been dealing with or battling in my journey at Sundowns, and and it's crazy. It you were it, it was it was a, a fruitful conversation that we had. You know, it's it was so inspiring and so motivational like the things that i learned from him because you always think okay yasika matirasmus wow what a player what a talent you'd never think that he'd struggle in certain aspects or you you wouldn't think that he went through the journey that he did but to speak and uh, learn from from players that's been in the game for so long that has achieved so much personally so I always, I always feel that it's good to network, it's good to learn, it's good to, I always say, it's good to learn and to grow and to improve. That's what I said in the beginning as well, you know. So never feel like you're alone. People are always going through a similar part that you are going through. And, and you know, some, sometimes someone just needs to hear that, yeah, you know what, it's okay. It's okay to go through this. It's okay that things are not, happening the way you want them to but eventually like we said with hard work dedication it, you, it, will, it will come All I always say those two shall pass you know meaning that whatever you're going through whether it's good or bad it's, ne- it's never going to last forever you know so just hang in there keep doing what you've been doing and, 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 and those two shall pass it's very interesting and okay uh, uh uh, uh, is there anything that you learned from Kermit wh- that you can tell us about that? Oh, I've learned about this all from that conversation. Uh, so personally, like I just, from that conversation, obviously he was going through a, a patch where he wasn't playing, where things weren't going the way he wanted and he was frustrated, but he knew that he was working out, doing well in the team. And I felt like, so I've been doing well, working hard, you know, um, being hard on myself, basically. And that was the journey that he was going through. And as a, as a professional athlete, you always think, okay, I'm the only one. I'm, I'm getting waking up, coming to training. You know, you're fighting all these demons in your head, but you never know who else is going through. And so many other athletes are going through the same thing. Just no one ever knows about it because no one really talks about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, that was, that was very inspiring and motivating just for him to, to tell me that my boot, just don't worry. It's okay. Just keep doing what you're doing. Eventually something's got to give, something's got to give your hard work is not for nothing. So just keep going, keep going, uh, pushing yourself. 
don't stop because the wheel will turn and things will just start happening for you. The luck we, we spoke about, it will happen. Things will just automatically go in your favor. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's interesting and it's crazy. Yeah, and uh, who's this? John, um, I, I forget. John Tlale said uh, that uh, he feels like you should move actually from Sundowns or go out on loan and then uh, so that you can get some game time and prove yourself because he says you're one of the most talented goalkeepers seeing that uh, you've even gone, you were, you you went from Bitvis Fitz, which I'd like to talk about, and then uh, Nike Football Academy, Shamra Grovers. You even went to Kaiser Chiefs, Supersport, and now you've played for, you're playing for Sundowns. He says the quality is there. He says he feels or he thinks you should move like Percy Tau, go to Whitbank Spurs, not a Whitbank Spurs, but a lesser team, especially in the PSL, prove yourself, get, get some game time, and then you can come back and be number one there. What do you think about that? Look, I, I always, I always say, and I've, I say, game time is the most important thing. If I look at Ronwin Williams, starting from from very young, the games that he's played, obviously, um, there's a debate on who's Mzanzi's number one, you know, um, <laughs> between him and Itu. But if I just look at the games, he's done extremely well, very well. But that's what game time does. If I look at Veli Motwa at Tamazulu, mm. Veli's done, had an amazing season, you know. Mm. But again, I say game time. Game time changes so much. It gives you a lot of a lot more confidence when you're actually doing, going through things each and every game, each and every day. So game time is it's 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 very important. And of course, I always set targets for myself each and every season, you know. Yeah. And and sometimes it's it's sometimes you achieve it and sometimes you don't about all the things that you thought wouldn't happen or you wouldn't go through. Um, so that's why I say lockdown helped me a lot with introspection, setting goals for myself, achieving those goals. Sometimes failing at at the goals I've set, but not giving up and understanding, okay, I need to improve on in this field. I need to work on that. Um, so definitely with what John has said, you're, I am, I'm truly humbled by that coming from, from a legend like him. Um, so definitely I, I would like to play more. Um, that's, that's one of my goals. I would like to have a good season under my belt, test myself, you know, set goals for myself and and try and knock them one by one mm. um so definitely i would like to i would love to play i have a good season under my belt and take it from there and and it's strange that um okay now can i okay let's first start in the beginning because eh? now i was okay. gonna ask you something else and then we're never gonna actually get to the beginning of uh, sure, sure. <laughs> Yeah, but I will ask you. I will ask you that question. Okay, let me just ask you this question. Okay. We'll, we'll go there. Uh, uh, I heard, I saw in one of the articles that you said pirates wanted you back in like 2014, and you said no. No, that's 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 a lie. That's a lie. Pirates. <laughs> I don't recall pirates ever being interested, or if they were, they never ever spoke to the agency that I was with at the time. Um, and I don't recall ever speaking to either Ivan Koza or um, or Screamer. Wow. Um, so yeah, that I I that's something I'm unaware <laughs> of and that I don't know of. So yeah. Oh, so that one is uh, it's false. And anyway, this is the that's last false. transfer rumor that will clear. Or the um, okay. who's this uh, super journal or Molefe? He and or he, I, I saw one of his tweets and then he had quoted an article saying that you had wanted to get away from uh, Sundowns because you were you wanted game time. Yeah, look, I, I do want game time. Um, if if it happens to be at Sundowns, I'll be the happiest person in the whole wide world. Um, and if not, you know, like. At the end of the day, there's so many quality goalkeepers, let alone sundowns in South Africa, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there is 
so much quality at Sundown's disposal. So to be complaining or moaning or whatever it is, you can't be doing that. You know, people are working hard around you. Everyone wants to play. Everyone wants to be the number one. Everyone wants to be playing week in, week out. So it's tough competition that Good, you know. It's, I, I enjoy your Jody February. So it's for me. It's I enjoy that so much because I I always test myself. I push myself to, and I do things that I never thought I could do. So I enjoy the 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 competition, and for me, it's, it brings out the best in me. Uh, can you please repeat uh, on my side? Kind of uh, was kind of fritzy a bit. Can you please repeat what you said? Oh, just okay. before. So I, I I basically just said that I enjoy the stuff competition that that there is. Like I said, there's there's so many good goalkeepers that we have in the country and in at Mamalodi Sundowns. Yeah. Um, so for me, I enjoy that because I I test myself and I see how far. Or how good I am from the the rest of the guys that we've got at Sundowns, which is important for me because I try and push myself and I surprise myself sometimes because there's sometimes things that I that I think oh, I that's not possible I can't do that but I surprise myself and I actually can do a lot of the things so um, it's for me the 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 competition is really good I I enjoy win competition of course like i said i'd like to be playing week in week out but with the quality that we've got at sundowns it's you know you also want to make everybody happy you have mm-hmm. Dennis Onyango who's, who's arguably the the number one goalkeeper in africa yeah. so that's that's the people that you're competing with but that means that oh, if i can push him i'm getting closer to where i want to be mm-hmm. you know so i look at it that way that I'm getting closer and closer each and every day with the work that I'm putting in. Uh, of course, it's no one gets to see it because you're not really playing. But I believe that eventually my time will come and that I will be the number one and I can show off my talent. Yeah, that like the saying, uh, iron sharpens iron. You can only uh, sure. go against uh, the best in order for you to learn. 100%. So it's a- to a certain level okay so now let's actually get to the crux or to the start of your career how uh sure. how do you go about joining uh bedvestford's academy okay so wendell robinson who's the goalkeeper coach at sundowns now was the goalkeeper coach at Bits, and we played the engine tournament and i was playing for for a team called union mm. and um we had Bits in the group stages and I had a fairly good tournament. Obviously, our, st- our team wasn't uh, the strongest compared to mm-hmm. teams that are training every day. This is what they do. So mm-hmm. he was like, look, come. Why don't you come uh, for a trial? And then we take it from there. And went for a trial. Things took a bit of, it took long, actually. I think I was on trial for three months, crazy enough. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I just felt like, damn, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting the hang of it. We were training every day, whereas I was I was training maybe twice a week with my team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, like I, I'm getting the hang of this training every day, feeling what it feels like. Obviously, at the time, there was good goalkeepers. I got the opportunity to train with the first team goalkeepers who was Energy, Moramba Doro, uh, Darren Keith. Um, so I was learning all the time and I was enjoying it, you know. And then I was still, I was in grade 11 and I got, I got uh, my first salary, which was 850 rand. And I felt like, yo, I felt like a boss going to school. <laughs> felt like, yo, for doing to, to, but with, but to gave me the opportunity um, and to Wendell as well for, for spotting me um, at the engine tournament and giving me a chance. Oh, yeah. And 
Um, okay, so ah, you felt like a boss. It, it, hey, I'd also feel like a boss. At least now you started earning a salary. Just imagine, That's... like you in grade eleven, getting eight hundred and fifty rand. Yo, that eight hundred and fifty rand lasted maybe the first week of school. But you know, I just felt like a boss that I was getting money. So yeah. Yeah, and it started teaching you a bit about saving because now you finished it in the first two, so now you started. Definitely, definitely. It, uh, I needed to learn very quickly. My mom helped me a lot with that. My mom is like my financial advisor. Um, so, yeah, no, she curbed me a lot with that. My tuck shop, yo, I, I made that tuck shop lady really, really rich. She had my 850 the first week. So I learned very quickly how to save. And it's strange. Also, Ethan Brooks, his mother is very actually involved in his career. And yeah, he also he also is he, his mother advises him a lot. So yeah, so mothers are really <laughs> they're out here doing a lot in terms of guiding us as as people. True, they come through for sure. No, definitely. I, uh, hey, like my parents, I'm so fortunate. You know, my my parents are always they've been hard on me from from day one. You know, and like if I wouldn't change it for anything because. I mean, I'm not a losing your chair, me. No, I couldn't hear you for a bit, to be honest. Um, let me know. Is it my side or is it your side? I actually don't know because my my connection is usually very, very I actually have very good connection. I don't know what's what's happening. Yeah, can you please sorry? So I was basically saying that I'm so fortunate enough to have both my parents who have been hard on me from day one, you know, mm-hmm. but if it wasn't for their help, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. You know, them being hard on me. I, I said that I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, um, they, they've been instrumental in my growth, in my journey. And I'm so grateful to have both my parents um, guide me and help me and show me the way, show me the right and the wrong, um, teaching me about, the respect, the humility. Mm. Um, so, yeah, very, very fortunate and grateful to have both my parents teaching me those good um, good ways in, 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 in life, um, in this journey. And so how was your relation? How's your relationship with your father? Um... Very, I have a very good... He's, he's my biggest critic and my biggest supporter. My dad is... Very, very, he's the hardest on me. Like I get a few, I get away with a few things with my mom, <laughs> but my dad is, yeah, I have a very good relationship. And I think it just, it's all it is, is just love. You know, he loves me and um, he obviously just wants the best for me. So he's, he's very hard on me. Like if I consider goal as to go, to go visit him is, <laughs> is difficult because it's always my fault. You know, I'm always like, yeah, but the defense maybe could have helped. And he's like, no, no, it's you can do better there and there. So very, sometimes it's difficult, you know, obviously, because you already know once you've considered a goal, mm. you're not, or you've lost, you don't feel good. And mm. now you still have to go to this guy who's going to hammer you even more, you know. But I guess it's part and parcel of the love that he shows. And, and it's obviously... He shows it because he cares and he obviously wants the best for me. Mm-hmm. Could you say that's what that's those are one of the ways that he shows he loves you? Maybe you know sometimes, uh, especially with um, let's say with uh, fathers, they they won't straight out and tell you, uh, you know what I'm so I love you or whatnot. But uh, him critiquing, uh, doing those certain things is him showing that he actually cares and he's there for you. For sure, it's tough love, but it's it's good. Like you, you know, as a man, sometimes you need that. You need that 
firm people being hard on you because in this world like no one's just gonna be like nice especially you know people are gonna hammer you social media people are gonna tell you what they think of you so like to have that form of criticism it's important you know you grow from that you learn from that and that's that's what you need to become a man as well you know tough love sometimes you need that can't be pampered all like my mom pampers me all the time but my dad is he shows me tough love but i need that you know oh so do you think now that's that's where the perfect balance comes in because one is soft and the other one has a bit of a hot hand so it kind of actually meets in the middle to make for an actual yeah. like uh, a good person in society yeah i i believe that i believe i feel like i've not given them a reason to to be to not be proud you know i've i've always worn my heart on my sleeve you know i do the best that i possibly can even if i'm not playing of course they would also love to see me playing uh, more football but they 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 support me they love me they show me that they that they care as well so for me that's the most important thing okay so uh is before we get on to the next topic uh, how do you deal with uh, mental health especially with social media being around how do you deal with uh, your mental health because with Naomi Osaka uh, she spoke about her mental health and how it was um it's i mean interviews actually affected her but how does it affect your mental health let's say you you have a good game and everyone's on your case and let's say you have a great game and everyone is with you do you kind of find a balance where you like I-, i shouldn't care too much about it or do you care a lot about it so how do you go about it to be honest i don't really like that doesn't affect me i don't really uh read a lot of newspapers or i don't have twitter because <laughs> uh, reason reason for that is like i just feel like you know um like these social media platforms of course we in the industry where people are going to mm. get at us or you know say whatever they want to say you know which is i mean you can look at it you don't have to look at it me personally i don't because i know for myself if i've had a good game i know for myself if i didn't do so well you know so i don't need anyone to give me credit or praise when i've done what my job requires you know mm. um and of course i don't need anyone telling me that you should you're not good enough and <laughs> stuff like that you know so it's like i like i said i don't really read much into that i don't really that doesn't affect me like i'm not affected by social media um of course you're going to get people that hammer you on social media and it's normal it's the industry that you're in and you have to suck it up and 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 prove them wrong you know so mm. so yeah that's that's how i look at it okay so how does the move from uh, bitvisvets to the nike football academy come about because now you, at least you're earning money at bitvisvets and then how does that move come about so nike nike were having this global trial they had this thing called the nike chance which was giving people well footballers an opportunity to make it into a professional team and uh so from from the the fit, they they selected 30 boys around the country obviously that were not yet professional but obviously they saw talent so they selected four boys from south africa um we had trials at the the Soweto Nike Center and from from the four boys we then went to to London we joined 96 other boys from around the world mm. who were all looking to get a professional contract and um i was so fortunate myself and jonathan king we we were we were the two boys from south africa that were part of the nike chance team mm. that stayed in england for a year and what the initiative was basically we played a lot of games against a lot of big teams mm-hmm. so every game we played was basically a trial game for us to get a professional contract so 
the boys, um, some boys, um, one one of the boys is actually playing for for Celtic um, in Scotland now, who is arguably one of the biggest teams in in Scotland. So Rangers and 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 Celtic, um, and then there's another boy that was in the MLS that was part of our team. Um, that's that's still doing very well. So basically, that was Nike's initiative to give people an opportunity or professional soccer players uh, an opportunity to get a professional contract. And we we I was fortunate enough to then we played against um, the champions of of Ireland in Shamrock Rovers and the coach after the game we lost that game but after the game the coach was like look. I see something in you and I'd like you to come uh, for a week of trial and we take it from there. We'll see, do your medicals and see if everything's okay and then take it from there. And luckily, I, luckily and unluckily, luckily that I was fortunate enough to, to, to join one of the biggest teams in Ireland. And unfortunately, the coach got sacked um, eight months into, into his job because um, the results, obviously, they're a big team. They had just played the 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 Europa League the season before, so mm. there was a big hype around um, Shamrock Rovers doing well and things obviously weren't going the way we would have wanted it to go. Um, so management then decided all the players that the uh, the the coach that was there, Stephen Kenny, had had brought in basically is released. So. I had to then come back to South Africa. That was hard. Okay, so how was life in England or especially in the UK? How was it? And obviously the weather is not the same, but how was it living there compared to South Africa? And when they released you from your contract, they did pay you, right? Yes, yes, they they did pay me. Um, life, Life in England, it was it was good. It was good. They really took care of us, you know. I'm I'm so grateful to Nike for that opportunity, um, for opening the doors for some of us that probably maybe wouldn't have made it, maybe would have. We don't know. Again, we speak about the little bit of luck that you need, you know. So um, I'm truly grateful to Nike as well for for giving us this opportunity. Um, so yeah, so left. Um, left Shamrock Rovers had to come home um, devastated of course like that was one of my dreams to play overseas mm. um, obviously it's not now England but still to be um, in a foreign country earning foreign money wow mm. I was like damn this is, this <laughs> is what I would love mm. No, I won't lie by myself. The first few, I think the first few weeks were very difficult for me. I really, I must home. Um, I cried almost every day. Like if it wasn't for, for Skype at the time, oh, I don't know if I would have lasted as long as I did, you know. Um, but obviously being, I was 21 years old, being away from home, alone in a foreign country, don't really know much. Didn't have the all the money that I needed. I was sending some money home as well for my mom and my dad. Um, so it was it was difficult, but man, I wouldn't change it for anything. I I enjoyed I enjoyed each and every journey that I encountered, whether it was in England, whether it was in Ireland. I enjoyed it. I learned. I grew. You know, I I started to become a man at a very young age because I was alone as well. So. For me, that was, I needed that in, in my life. And so, okay, so now you come back home from England. And once you come back home, uh, I mean from Ireland, once you come back home, so now what happens? Do you get a new agency or do you get a new agent and then you go to Kaiser Chiefs? Or how does the move to Kaiser Chiefs come about? Okay, so the move to Kaiser Chiefs comes about before, so with Nike, 
and Chiefs being sponsored by Nike and Sundowns at the time was also sponsored by Nike. Mm. So what Nike uh, did for us was allow us to train with, they allowed us to train with Bidwest Birds, they allowed us to train with Kaiser Chiefs and Mamelodi Sundowns. Um, and from the, the training sessions, um, Rainer Dinkelako was the, the German goalkeeper coach at Chiefs. He was like, uh, Bobby, I really like this boy. Like, I, would, I wouldn't mind if we could sign him. So before, before we headed off to England, Bobby already said to me, like, the goalkeeper coach is really impressed with you. Mm-hmm. Um, if things don't work out that side, like, you, you have a home, you know. And to be fair to him, yeah, he stuck to his word and he gave mm-hmm. me a call when I came back. And, and gave me the opportunity to sign for Kaiser Chiefs. And that's how it all started for me. Ah, it's strange that you've played for all these clubs that uh, you actually were trading for. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. It is, it's so crazy, man. I, I tell you, like, man, I've been so blessed, you know, to have got all these opportunities. Of course, like I said, I would love to have played more for Kaiser Chiefs, for Supersport even for Mamelodi Sundowns, you know. Mm. and But I believe it, it, it's still, it's yet to come, you know. Mm. I believe I've worked really hard for for this, you know, for this opportunity. Um, so I believe it, it's still yet to come. Um, just have to be patient, have to keep believing, have to keep the faith um, because I believe like this hard work will pay off eventually. Mm. So uh, what kind of uh, okay, let me first start with Chiefs and Sundown. So what is the difference between uh, the, the dressing room or what the culture around the football club? What is the difference between the culture at Kaiser Chiefs and the one at Sundowns? Because Sundown seems to be doing something right. Uh, it's a good question. It's a very good question. To be honest with you, I must, I must say I've Man, I'm so fortunate because at the time Kaiser Chiefs were, were, were in their prime. They had <laughs> they were winning. Um, they were they had so many international players that were representing Bafana Bafana. There was Itu, there was Shaba, there was Yeye, hmm. there was um, Bernard Parker, there was Gatka Eric Mato. Well. Was Gatka still there as well? Sigunifu. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah, Sigunisto yeah. was there as well. So there were so many stars at the time, and Chiefs were just, you know, they were they were talking about that moving train that no one can stop mm. the the moving train, and uh, to have a coach like Stuart Baxter as well. Wow, like it's, that was uh, the, they were just unstoppable, and being there at that time, man, yo, to <laughs> win the trophies. Um, to learn from all of those big names, you know, in South African football, that was it was that was the team to be or to beat at the time, you know. And now Sundowns, right now, Sundowns have the best, the best team. For me personally, I think in Africa, I felt like we were a bit unfortunate mm-hmm. against Al Ali. Mm-hmm. Um, but leading up to the Al Ali game, I just felt like yo. <laughs> Nobody can beat that. Like this team is so good. Like honestly, this in each and every position, there was two or three top top. Um, uh, I would say international players in each position. Mm. You know, so still to be part of a team that have so many good players. You know, being in the Bafana se- uh, setup as well, mm. the training sessions, you see how good the guys are and how good they keep the ball and being being um, in sundowns as well, the level is just as good, you know. Guys don't really give the ball away. They keep the ball. They know how to protect the ball. They know how to get fouls. So, man, the level is so high that just to be part and parcel of this group of players, it's, you know, it's a dream come true. But the level, the levels at Chiefs at the time with Stuart Baxter, what there was about seven players in the national team, and if I look at Sundowns now, what including the foreigners, you know, they, the the amount of 
of good players that they have at their disposal is amazing. Yeah, okay. Let me ask you about the coaches, right? Pizzo and Baxter are going to go head to head. So, uh, and you've played under both of them. So what's the difference between both of them? Yeah. Pizzo, Pizzo is a winner. He's, he's a born winner. He knows how to win. He's a good... Um, he, he plays with your mind, especially from the opposition. He's very good at that. Sir Alex, I think he learned a lot from Sir Alex Ferguson because he was very good at that. Stuart Baxter was, for me, he's been the best coach that I've ever been coached by. Hands down, like, he's so good. He's so good. Uh, Coach Rolani is also up there. Coach Mangova as well. Coach Steve also very good. Um, good leader. Um, good man manager. Very good man manager, Stuart Baxter. Um, he's a good tactician. He knows how to get the best from players. Um, so, yeah, for me, Stuart Baxter, hands, hands down, by far, by far. <laughs> But a lot of people would disagree with you because... That's personally... Yes, yes. No, of course, of course. You know, like I said, just for me personally, for my growth, for, my, mm. for me personally, this is... Mm. I'm talking about myself, what yeah. I enjoy in a coach, how mm. I learn and how I grow individually mm. for myself, like Stuart Baxter for me, like I would enjoy coming to training sessions because I would learn so much every day. He's, man, he's such a good coach. He, he's like a father figure too. You know, at the time, like I, I wasn't even playing at Chiefs, like I just joined, mm. but I, I enjoy training so much. And maybe also because I was new. Um, so I, I felt like he took me under his wing, kind of, you know. Um, and yeah, he was just so good for me. Oh, I learned so much from him. Just man management skills. He was the best, the best, the best, the best. And so how did you feel about, okay, when Pito leaves then now you guys have three head coaches. How have the coaches been managing that, especially with you guys in the dressing room? Do you guys uh, know that all three of them are the coaches? Or, you know, sometimes when there are three uh, head coaches, sometimes their heads might butt. Or do you guys see any of that? Or is it just uh, you guys respect them all? And that's just how it works. The difference between having Pito as a solitary head coach and having three head coaches. What's the difference there? And and the dynamics look of course when pizzo was in charge he was the boss and you knew he was the boss he made it clear that he was the boss you know but he was a winner he knew how to win um having having coach rulani coach mangova coach steve um i wouldn't say it's been a change uh because like they just have a winning culture there's like we we play to win that's what it is you We play to win each and every game, whether it's a friendly game, whether it's in training. Like the competition that we have is, is so good. So I, I don't like. I wouldn't say there's a there's a big change. Of course, like I say, all of this information that I'm sharing with you is personal. This yes. is how I feel. Mm. Um, and and yeah, like to have uh, Coach Steve, Coach, they all bring a different dynamic in the team, which helps the team to win. I mean, I felt like we could have gone this whole season without losing. That's how good I felt this team that they built is. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's to have these three coaches, they all bring a different dynamic into, into, into the team. And it's so beneficial for the team, Coach Rulani, Coach Steve, Coach, Mango, uh, Coach Mangova, been Uh, really good. We've, I think we've actually, I think we could have done a lot better, and I thought we done very good this season. I thought we could have done even better. I really do. Like that's how good I think the team is. So going up against Pito um, especially in that Al Ahly game, what were you guys thinking, or did you guys think, as some of some of the other people thought that he knows all of you guys? 
in and out as you said that he likes to play with your mind he knows you guys in and out and he knows the coaches in and out so a lot of people felt like he had the edge because in, in terms of uh, mind games or mindset he knew guy oh you guys in and out and he knew the players in inside and out bar a few players and then he also knew um the managers how they thought in and out because he's beaten all three of them when he was a head head coach and yeah so I, I i i i i personally feel like we we played the occasion we mm. didn't really play the game you know mm. um i felt like we could have done better even though second half i felt like that's the first time i've ever seen us dominate in north africa mm. in the second half that was the best performance i've seen sundowns play um so i just felt like we played the occasion instead of the game um, and I felt like if we played the game, we could have given them a, a tougher, a tougher first half, because um, that's where they started getting a lot more confidence. But like I said, Coach Pizzo is, you know, he's he's a very good, he's a he's a mastermind. Like he knows how to how to get under your skin. He mm. knows how to get the best out of you, um, and just he is a hard worker, man. I, I give him that. Like he's a very he's a hard worker. He works extremely hard and I respect that about him and everything that he's achieved up till now um, he deserves it he really deserves it he's worked really hard um, so kudos to him I give him I give him a lot of credit for that seems like wherever you've gone you've actually won something <laughs> especially when- uh, like I said I've, I've been I've been blessed to to have been in teams that have been able to to win uh, trophies and stuff. So I I feel like um, God has has favor over my life. Um, that I've been at every team that I've been at has won a trophy or two or three. Um, so I've been like I said, I've been extremely blessed and fortunate, and I'm so grateful to have had this. Obviously, like I said, I would have loved to play more. Um, but I don't take anything away that um, I've achieved and still to achieve um, all of that, I feel like is yet to come. All the goals that I've set is still yet to come for myself. But yeah, I've, like I said, I've been so privileged. I've been blessed to have got the opportunity to play at such big teams and win trophies with so much pressure as well. Yeah, and especially you being so tall, uh, you fit... Um... Your typical mold as a goalkeeper in South Africa, we don't have our goalkeepers usually aren't as tall as <laughs> as you are. You can come yeah, out. No. And, yeah, no. Yeah, the they look. I I I feel like where we lack in height, we make up for it with uh, agility. I feel like we as Africans really like are a lot more agile than the Europeans. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, like I, I always say, like height doesn't really matter. If I look at if I look at Ika Casillas, Casper Schmeichel, um, I just felt feel like their positioning is very good. Um, so they get away with they they can cheat a little bit, but their positioning is 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 very good. And and I guess look when you tall. You have your your advantages and your disadvantages, mm. and when you're short, you have your advantages and disadvantages. So it just, I guess, it, it all depends on the coach what he prefers, what he likes, what he's confident with, and also the the individual. For me personally, like I said, there's a lot of things that I feel like I can still work on and improve. So so yeah. Okay, this is a. What made you play goal? Decide to be a goalkeeper because, and not a lot of people love to be a goalkeeper. Everyone wants to be a striker or a number ten. <laughs> not a lot of guys want to be stuck in the post because, hey, you guys live a very long. That's life. true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Not not a lot of. But growing up, I always like I like to to be in goals. Like maybe when I used to play with my friends in the street and stuff like that. Like I always used to go in goal and try and make like an acrobatic save or whatever. And it brought a lot of joy to me. And how, how it actually started was one of, one of my close friends wa- was a goalkeeper. And he was very good. He was, 
he would have probably been a, a lot better than me in 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 goalkeeping but he was just he was short he was very short and they said um i remember my friend's grandfather said now nah, we need you know we need a taller goalkeeper so i i thought you know what, let me take this opportunity i was a defender at first i started off as a defender was very ordinary like a <laughs> i would say i was an english defender was tall slow um would just kick the ball away and stuff so they said now nah, we need a we need a like a taller goalkeeper so went for goalkeeping um lessons and it felt like now nah, okay I'm, i'm enjoying this and yeah and it worked out for me good choice that i changed and i don't regret that i'm i'm very happy but yeah it is it's a difficult position to play because you must remember only one man can play um but also like it's just you i always say that strikers can miss maybe nine goals and score one last minute and get the winner and then they're the hero whereas a striker i mean whereas a goalkeeper you are limited to to making mistakes you can't make any mistakes because when you make a mistake it's costly to the team so you need to your mistakes need to be very minimal um so yeah it's it's i i enjoy the position i i love it you know to make those big crucial saves that oh, that brings the best the biggest joy and it's it's the best feeling in the whole wide world and these are my last few questions uh so sure. for me I, i felt okay i've always thought that pizza would bring on anthony lafour uh when he needed he needed to win i i always thought that Anthony Lafour would was always his secret weapon he knew that Anthony Lafour could get something really special did you guys also feel the same way yeah he, he i don't know what it was like his nickname we call him snotty um <laughs> i don't know what it was with 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 Anthony like he would just come on and score goals like he even made a joke the ones to say like I've I've saved Pizzo's job lots of times. You tell you remind you about that all the time. But man, he used to come on and score like he'd be maybe injured and mm. then come into the team and then like make the team tick and score goal, score goal here and there. And it was like, yes, this guy is just on another level. Like <laughs> now nah, he was he was very he, he was instrumental in Pizzo's like subs like Spitzo would put him on at the right time but that's why i'm saying like that's why i'm saying Pizzo is also is so good like you know sometimes maybe as a coach you think okay this guy scored the last game let me start him mm. but, but like you know you you'll do something in the game that will spark the guys around him or whatever that is so yeah and that's a sign that's one of the signs of a of an actual great coach because so Alex 100%. So Alex used to always bring on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at the right time. What's crazy? It? Exactly. Mm. Yeah, uh and my five okay, it, this is like my final question for you. Who is the most talented player that you've played with or against? Let's uh... start with Rick and against have a category for with and have a category for against okay with at say rivaldo putsia that boy is extremely talented he is so good he 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 shouldn't be in south africa he should he should be he, he's so good honestly his technique his technical ability is hmm. like he scans so much he always knows what's around him um for me he's the most underrated player um but one of the best players that I've played with players that I've played against that is uh extremely technically good i thought not thought i think kurt lankis is very good i really like kurt lankis he's he's a top player um yeah i think those two obviously there's so many there mm. is so many but If 
from the top of my head that whenever I'm like, yeah, those are two players that are at the top of my head. Right. Um, can you please just, uh, it's Craig Lenke's end. And Rivaldo Kutsia. All right. Um, um, thank you very much for actually giving me your time, for actually giving us your time and me getting to speak to you. I've learned so, so much. And uh, can you please tell the people where they can find you on Instagram? Because, hey, you don't have shit. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. So, firstly, uh, before I get there, I just want to say thanks to you. It's only been a pleasure to share my story, my journey. Um, thanks for making the time available, for setting all of this up, taking the time out um, to make this happen. So I'm, I'm grateful to you as well, just to, to have a bit of a laugh, have a bit of fun as well, mm. be serious, talk about um, my journey. So uh, I'm grateful to you. Um, and then also to how you can find me is on Instagram and on Facebook, Riyad Peterson, um, on Instagram. Um, Riyad underscore Peterson. Yeah, that's my social handles. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you very much. This has been Riyad Peterson and this has been his story. And it's been so, so great to actually have him on, on the show. And uh, you guys need to keep on watching the show. And we're going to get more, more uh, of our South African footballers because I feel, well, I think that we, 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 South African footballers really, or even South African athletes as a whole, they really get to tell their stories until they've retired, and which is very sad. You don't get that in America. You don't get that in Europe. You only get it in, in, in South Africa. We don't get to hear the full story from, from the actual plan. Yeah, something that I'm trying to change. Thank you guys very much. That's good. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Thank you very much.